Welcome to another episode of Life on a Mission podcast. Before we get started here, I wanted to encourage all our listeners to subscribe to our podcast. That way you never miss a new episode. Also, rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and feel free to give us some feedback. We definitely appreciate all three of those things. I just wanted to start out the show by letting everybody know. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LomePod. With all that being said, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. Life on a Mission podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This episode brought to you by Fonz and Steph is really going to be a doozy for some people who otherwise think that assets are you know, things that you just acquire but don't maintain. And we're talking specifically about asset protection. Bonds, uh, how you doing today, bro? Hey, man, I'm doing good, man. You know, it's just uh, middle of the week, been busy, but um, yeah, we, you know, we're looking forward to that weekend, man. So, <laughs> you know, I'm happy to be on here on the mic, chopping it up once again. So, yeah, man. I mean, we were trying to be productive as possible at all times, and with that said, a big part of your productivity. Me and my man was just talk, talking about this, and we want to bring this information to people who might not be having this at the forefront of their minds. But on your life on a mission, it should be at the forefront, and that is asset protection. You know, your assets, the things that you acquire on your life, you have to look at from a very critical viewpoint, meaning what exactly is that thing doing for you? And based off of what it's doing for you, what could it do for other people potentially if you were to have to potentially liquidate that asset? Because the thing is, all assets have a market value. I mean, I don't care if it's your car. I don't care if it's your Gucci loafers. I don't care if it's your home. If you acquire this asset, it is going to have different equations that you're going to have to take into account one of those equations is depreciation you're going to have to look at the division of your initial investment and what it's worth to you right and based off of that man yeah man you're going to have to be really really cognizant of that and try to protect and deter that deprecation as much as possible and that takes a lot of determination and a lot of designation of your appropriate funds you know you're going to have to look at things like that your time as well as your resources from a financial perspective are going to come into play like 
Fonz, what was a big example I would say uh, that you could drop on people for um, asset protection? Like, what is what's a big asset you would say? Well, all right. Before I go back, to, uh, before I dive into a big asset, I just want to kind of give an example because you kind of give like a executive like level <laughs> description of what what we're getting into. So I'm gonna break it down, you know, just in layman terms. But essentially, what Steph was just mentioning, I mean, is really taking care of your stuff, especially the stuff that's valuable to you. Um, you know, making sure that you have everything, um, you know, set up so that if it, if at any point you got to move it on to the next generation in your family uh, or, you know, whoever is going to take on, you know, the the pedestal after you leave, you know, is ready to take on those assets and manage them appropriately. So you, you want to take care of the stuff, especially, you know, if you if you have invested and, in, you know, and anything, anything that I have, essentially, I take care of it like it's a baby, to, to be honest. Um, and I'll give you an example. So like, for example, like, I, you know, I used to play video games a lot. So I had like Xbox and PS, PS4 at the time. So like one time, like, you know, I had fallen, I had fallen on hard times and I needed some money <laughs> and I was, I was like, damn, you know, like I don't have, well, at the time I didn't have like a, you know, job or and didn't really get into my career at the time. So I was like, man, I need some money. Like, what do I do? What do I do? And then I look at my Xbox and Xbox and PS4 and I'm like, hmm. I could sell these. I had like two controllers for each console. I had a couple games. I had I had I had a couple games. I had two con- controllers for each console and I was like, you know what? It's hard times right now. I can do without the games for a minute and you know, I ended up selling them and making some money off those items. Now, I wouldn't really say that when I bought them, I was thinking of them as an asset, but what I did think about was I can buy it and I can resell it if I take care of it. So, of course, I took care of them. I made sure that I had like, you know, enough controllers so that if when I when I re- resold it all as a package, you know, it would be it would be valuable to the next person because, you know, then I sold it. I sold it to two different kids and, you know, definitely it was like, you know, good purchase for them. And the fact that they got a couple games, two controllers and a whole console. So, you know, at that point, they can now utilize it to whatever they need. So and that's just an example of when I'd fall on hard times and when I, you know, I needed some money real quick just to kind of, you know, get through what I need to get through at that time. And I just got it off, you know, Xbox and PS4. So, you know, taking care of your stuff, personal, financial, um, you know, even items of clothing. I know people who buy sneakers, you know, they take care of them. They don't kind of let them get too dirty or out out of use. You know, at some point you never know. You might be a you know a sneakerhead or whatever, and you know some at some point later on in life you might just say you know what I'm falling out of this phase, but I got like 20 sneakers and they're all really good condition. You can resell them and probably make back, if not what you already spent, or a little bit more, because especially if it's a valuable sneaker. So I mean, just thinking about what you have, and what you know, and how you can really you know utilize that as a way to kind of get yourself out of out of situations that might be you know tough or when you're in the deep end um and 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 that protects you because then you don't necessarily have to go to your emergency fund if you if you're if you're trying to build that up or you've built a good emergency fund up you don't necessarily then have to go and say ah something bad happened and all right i'm going to my emergency fund right away i can get rid of some sneakers i can get rid of the console 
I mean, you know, before I go back to these other asset asset categories that I have piled up for myself, I want to make sure that I can get rid of, you know, maybe things that are not as valuable as, as the other things that I have. So that's just my example. Um, but I wanted to break that down for the people. I'm glad you did. Macro and micro understanding has been demonstrated and provided to you folks on asset protection for those who may not understand the, the core tenements of it or those who might not understand really the, the action plan of it. Like Fonz just gave you an excellent action plan on why and how to do these certain things. I mean, why and how, you know, end of the day, well, actually, we can get into the how a little bit more. Maybe, yeah, we can get into the how a little bit more. Mm -hmm. you know, let's say this. How, again, is time and funding, as I discussed, at a macro level. But uh, to get micro with how and you know when and where, you have to do this at all times. I mean, end of the day, the sneakerhead example that Fawns laid out for you folks, this isn't a person that just uh, on Sundays turns on sneakerhead mode. You know what I mean? Like, all right, on Sundays, I'm gonna make sure everything's uh, everything. And then the rest of the week, it is what it is, you know? No, it, it's gonna have to be, you know, part of your mindset. And so that's what should discourage you from making too many, you know, extravagant, you know, overburdening uh, asset purchases. Because you should look at every single asset the same way that Fonz was discussing here. It's something to protect, something not to neglect. You know, you have to do a lot to not neglect things. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's very yeah, easy exactly. to forget about stuff. <laughs> it's very easy to not do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's an infinite laundry list of things to do. And you only have but so much time in your, in your life. And so you really have to figure out how to delegate people. You know, we're yeah. we're not going to tell you to okay, yeah, go ahead, you know, spend your life being a, a sneakerhead, and you know, hopefully, you make the money that you need to make. No, a lot of sneakerheads they have that as one aspect of their lives, and then they might have another thing that they do. And the thing is, if you can play both lanes, great for you. I want to break it down for people that are more like myself who need to be hyper focused in their lane and then have everything else delegated to the appropriate people who are hyper-focused in that lane. I want to tell you that's a way to thrive, and to do so means putting people in position to handle your assets appropriately. What does that mean? Does that mean your wife staying home to handle the home? Does that mean your car being something that you have a, a mechanic regularly scheduled for to contact so that you know someone that that's going to work on it and someone you have a personal relationship with potentially does that mean your foods being prepared by chefs i mean you have to think about all of these different things and you know your health is a, a huge asset a huge asset i mean to get you know real meta with this but again let's bring it back to the micro and, and get to the understanding of things that you know ultimately there is a time association into researching all the best practices of today. This is ever evolving with every different asset. Best practices are changing all, all the time. You're going to have to adopt new best practices, period. You're going to have to figure out what those best practices are. It's been really, it's like a, it's like a black hole as far as the amount of time you have to think about 
what's the new thing to do? People still haven't figured out the best, 100% the best, unequivocally, you know, we can't debate it, way to wash your car, for instance. <laughs> We're still not there yet. But again, that's an asset, and you want to make sure that paint is nice and icy. I mean, you want to make sure that paint is icy. No chips, no dents, none of that crazy stuff. Because the thing is, when it's time to sell it, if it's time to sell it, you want to get the maximum amount of dollar. You want your asset to have maintained some level of protection from the elements of time, from the elements of the weather and the world that we're in. I mean, you got to be very cognizant of this stuff. You don't want to put $800,000 on a car. I'm just you know saying some foolishness. You don't want to put $800,000 on a car just for it to only be worth you know $200,000 left the moment you leave off the lot. So now you're at six. Then you let somebody, you know, ride it around town that you haven't vetted. They give you some rim rash and all kinds of, kinds of stuff. I mean, that's like a $40,000 hit on that asset. I mean, your Lamborghini is losing its value rapidly. Then you let someone total a joint and you didn't get gap protection on your loan because you didn't pay for this thing outright. You didn't get gap protection on your loan. You're in a tight spot, in a tight spot at this point. And that's and then that's evolve all your own based off of asset protection practices. I mean, the best practices for asset protection, getting to get micro, protect your debt levels. If you're in a debt situation, make sure your debt is covered by some form of insurances. I say personally, don't buy anything with credit that you can't buy with cash or can't insure in a thing that you pay into the cash amount that you owe at any given time. That's just my personal mantra on things. I'm not going to buy a whip so I can buy it twice. A lot of things I won't buy so I can buy it twice. That's just kind of how I move. And really, I, I look like three times because that means I'm protected. <laughs> means I can yeah. cover it. I'm not going to be hurt. I'm not going to be down bad for a year if anything happens to any of my assets. Not gonna be down bad at all. It's just gonna be, you know, ouch, you know, that, that's hurt my my bottom line, but I can recover it. So I would tell you folks that that's the biggest micro thing I could give you. But but what's the big macro thing you could give to the people, Fonz? Yeah, I think I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I think for like, you know, for the people who are let's say for the people who are building wealth and like you might be the first time you might be the one very first person in your family like who's you know kind of on that mission um to do that you know change the directory for trajectory for your your family yourself and you know your you know your kids kids and and what have you um if you're like the first one in that pipeline there's not a whole lot of room for error there is you know room for error here and there but you know you want to try and avoid as much errors as, as possible um, because you're the one who's kind of laying down that foundation from the, from the jump. So, you know, a lot of the stuff that we just said, I mean, it's important because especially if you're doing, you know, anything that's involved, you know, where you're getting assets, you might be doing crypto, stocks, real estate, you're, you know, building your career for yourself, you know, um, you know, all those good things. Like if you're doing all those things, you want to make sure that, you know, you have stuff, you know, where you, for real estate, you want to make sure you have a proper estate planning done. You know, you want to make sure that the assets that you have are protected. You have the insurances in place. And also with all that, 
you know, technical technical stuff that you have, you know, so make sure that when it's time for you to transfer the information over to the next person or people or group that you have people who, you know, understand that information, why you accumulated it, what value it has, understand the importance of it, what it could be utilized for, you know, to kind to kind of help, you know, your children um, or your children's children enhance their life and their lifetime. Um, so all those things are really important because, um, you know, it's one thing to kind of be on that track of wealth building, but it's another thing to be on that track and actually have the planning in place for it to be successful in the long run. So you just want to keep that in mind, um, you know, as you're doing that. And, um, you know, it, it just it just gives you a solid foundation now to pass on to the next person, the next group of people. And hopefully, you know, that the, they understand the importance and, and the decision making on your part. And they'll see that sacrifice and, you know, they'll be able to, you know, attest to that and, and make sure that whatever they whatever mission they take on in life can be, you know, one of um there's a term I forgot. It can be one that's very, very noble. So poignant, man. Mm-hmm. The thing is, life on a mission, man. We're not telling you anything that you don't need to know. <laughs> I mean, being real with you, not telling you anything that you don't need to know. If you're a first generation wealth builder, yeah, this is critical information. I mean, you only have but so many years to generate the income and to make the decisions it's not an infinite loop that we live on you know to you know bring it back to video games a lot of you think that you just get that reset button i mean we're talking to the kids on this episode a lot of, a lot of you think that you're, you know you're getting that reset button you know you just get to load the game again it doesn't work like that it's game over like if you do it wrong it's really game over yeah no no redos no redos and so you have to play at a very high level and so we're talking to the children now again when you're on training mode that's when your kid like your kid you're in training mode for the most part if you are lucky enough to be on training mode again shouts out to them kids out in Somalia and other parts of the world who don't even get to be on training mode for a very long time if at all ever you got to mm-hmm. be real with you you got to realize your advantage I'm talking to the kids now. You got to realize your advantage if you're able to listen to a podcast like this, if you're able to play on a PlayStation or a Nintendo and stuff like that, kind of carefree. Or even if you're now in your teenage years, again, still doing those same things. I mean, I'm 30. I, I, don't, I wouldn't mind having a switch right now, I'm being honest. I'm, I'm a kid at heart. <laughs> I'm a kid at heart. I'm a kid at heart. PlayStation 5 storage, that kind of hurts me. I'm a kid at heart. But I still understand something that I want you to understand, and I understood this very early, which had made me deal with melancholy as a child, but now um, I just live a life of glory, I'm going to say that. And I'm going to say what it is. You're living in a world of competition, a world of competition. People are competing for things that you need to succeed in life. The thing is, you're going to have to be a high-level competitor if you want to have high-level results out of this life. You're looking at those high scores, on Fortnite, people not getting there overnight, as you know. It's a lot of dedication that goes into that. Yeah. A lot of guide reading and, you know, men maxing and all that kind of stuff that goes into basically maximizing their efficiency at particular areas of that game. People are doing that. And that's the game that you're in right now, my friends. Youngins, I'm talking to you. It's the game that you're in right now. Life is the same thing. 
You know, I look at copping the Audi or copping my wife the Benz and shit like that. Oh, I'm talking to kids. I'm sorry. Um, stuff like that. I look at it like this. Trophies. Trophies. And the thing is, assets are your trophies. And you are you going to have a dusty trophy cabinet? Are you going to have a dusty trophy cabinet? Or are you going to keep it polished? Are you going to keep it clean? You know, so that potentially... <laughs> If you get a Super Bowl ring and you're really down and out, you can go ahead and get rid of that thing, you know, get rid of that thing and, and be able to sustain yourself. You know, you know how it is in the game. Sometimes when you want to upgrade in life, you're going to have to sacrifice some things. And your best bet when it comes to sacrificing things is sacrificing things that you value and that you show that you value and everyone else can perceive that you value because then, then they're going to be more inclined to evaluate along with you as right. far as what they're going to give you for that. Right. Period. And the same with the game. I mean, if people know that you like the game Fortnite and they, and they see that you're playing, they're going to like, Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's good at Fortnite. He's great. Um, they're going to, they might want to watch your stream. You know, they might want to do that. I know you kids love streaming, twitching. Like my, my nephew was up here. Twitching all day. I mean, <laughs> just twitching away, twitching away. Yeah. I get that. I get that. That, that That's uh, community building. I understand where you kids are at with things. And uh, taking it back to the children, excuse my language, early age kids, you know, you know how it is. And I know you've heard worse. Anyway. And, and, and you know what? I love what you said, but essentially good way, a good way to kind of assess this is if you ask yourself, what do you value um, in life? And are you taking care of it as if it's valuable to you? You know, so if you value your relationship, take an objective look at yourself and how your relationship is going and ask yourself, am I treating this with a value that I say I do? You know, any anything that you, you know, you purchase, anything that you accumulate, the way that you even structure your life, am I treating it with value with the interactions that I have with people? uh the social groups or sort of social networks that i'm that i'm in um you know all those things if you just take an objective look take a seat back i like to say if you just take a seat back on life for a second sit down and just take an objective look at the different arenas that you're involved with and ask them for the ones that are most valuable am i treating it as such very important very critical again you kids let us know that you treat your Game Boys, or your, I'm sorry, your Nintendo, it's not Game Boy anymore, um, your yeah. Nintendo Switches, you let us know that you treat those of, of utmost importance. Okay, we know that. We know that. But a lot of times those charging cables, I've noticed, the charging cables, which is also a very important conduit, that they get frayed up, destroyed, you know, you got to get a new one because you think you can just get another one, right? And you, you perceive different value association to the charging cable than to the console but you need both in order to gain in order to play the game you gotta have the juice right yeah and the thing is we want to teach you kids how to maintain the juice and the plug you know all of it everything that you need to have you're going to have a, a front end and a back end to everything that you deal with in life and you need to be cognizant and maintaining both especially mm -hmm. if you want to thrive Although, I mean, you're going to be able to put positions 
in place for different people to handle different things. Like, again, with my wife now having, you know, our newborn, I mean, I don't want her having to clean every single day. I'm not having a maid come through today. And, and, and that that's a cost. That's not a flex. That's a life reality. That's okay. This has to happen. Does I mean, because again, you know, the house not being clean, that's not an option. <laughs> Negative. Yeah, I'm going to have some people Negative. come and clean my spot once I'm done working on it, too. So it's not yeah, like... You already know. Yeah, I'm going to do what I can, but definitely going to call some people to come in and freshen things up. So. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. we do what we can, but at the same time, professionals are professionals are professionals, people. I mean, and you got to look at things like that. Do you want to be looking at your assets from a, a journeyman perspective? And dealing with them from a journeyman perspective, or worse yet, like a rookie, or do you want to deal with them from a uh, you know connoisseur perspective and deal with them and maintain them like a connoisseur would, <laughs> you know? And the thing is, people always gonna appreciate the connoisseurs of life. Always, the level of expertise that you even gain on things that you are a connoisseur of and maintain your connoisseur-like reputation on become valuable to other people. It literally becomes value. It literally becomes valuable when you know how to maintain a vehicle. Like the fact that I learned how to get down underneath the hood and get down underneath for the chassis and change brakes and do old jobs and all that kind of electrical stuff, those little small stuff. The fact that I learned how to do that has been very valuable. When that zombie apocalypse hit, that's actually that's actually crazy because i was just talking to that uh with my boy i was just texting him right now actually like right before he got on to this and i was talking about how like you know with the whole gas shortage going on because of the um colonial pipeline hack i was like yo i've seen a lot of crazy crazy stuff people are doing hoarding gas putting it in plastic containers which is not necessarily safe um and uh you know it just kind of shows like if you <laughs> i kind of feel like uh, you know a lot of people we we you know we, we're not necessarily prepared for a survival mode you know if, if if the electric goes out if the water goes out the gas is gone like it is right now you know to some to some degree you know it, when 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 times get tough and we don't have the necessary luxuries that we're all accustomed to you know Who's really gonna be able to survive? Honestly, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna tell you who's gonna survive, bro. Like, you know, and I know, man, who's gonna survive? People who are self-reliant for the most part. Yep. I'm gonna be real with you about some survival skills again. Here comes zombie apocalypse, right? We're gonna want those people who know how to reinforce vehicles and know how to go ahead and uh, you know, maintain those vehicles. Cause that's gonna be very precious when we can't just pump out new stuff all day. I, I know you folks are so used to think just being on print mode, right? When the printer stops, the people who know how to maintain things, they're gonna be so valuable. Like uh, the people who know, who really know how to maintain the earth, you know, farmers. Like again, that's something, something I wanna get into at one point. I wanna do urban farming or something. I don't know I'm gonna do out the desert right now. <laughs> you can love that. <laughs> you know, I'll figure out like maybe hydroponic or something, uh, lettuce and stuff like that. But but yeah, like things like that are gonna be yeah, grown literally. Think about that. People who know how to grow vegetables are they not going to be valuable? Come on, man. Let's move on. Especially shooting guns, man. I mean, be honest. I, I hate the violence. I hate the violence. I hate the violence. 
I'm a great shot, though. I'm a great shot. Why? If I ever have to. I'm trying to be like Rick Grimes out here, man. I was just thinking about that, man. I was just thinking about that because I told him like Walking Dead situation, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it, it's it, that's a whole different lifestyle. It's not like you can just, you know, okay, there's no food, you know, you can't get no more food and stuff. Okay, I'm gonna go hunting, go grab your your gun and go out there and try and you know get a deer and stuff. Like, you know, you gotta know how to hunt for those things, those kind of animals. You know, if you're trying, especially if you're trying to survive. So. I'm trying to survive, like I'm, <laughs> talk, I'm talking about when that competition between man gets to another level. Y'all know who the real enemy is in The Walking Dead. It's not the zombies, really. I mean, that aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, y'all know who the real enemy is. I mean, that's when when the lights turn off, my friends. When the lights turn off, you want to be prepared for certain things. Asset protection, your asset, the biggest asset, you, my friend, you. You gotta have some form of self defense. I'm too skinny to box with you. I ain't boxing with you. I ain't boxing. With you. <laughs> I ain't boxing. You just gotta have the. You gotta have street smarts though. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. You gotta, smart. <laughs> you gotta be prepared. Everything is about your life on a mission that we discuss. All these different aspects. I mean, hey, y'all, my my pops hit me. Um, I mean, let me. We we gonna wrap this up in a second. Um. Uh, Hey, 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 pop! What I'm trying to wrap up this uh this podcast, but but yeah, you know, it's like for the mission we talk about your assets. You gotta protect them. I mean, you gotta be prepared to protect them with your life. And when you think about that, your life, then you can think about how seriously you should just do the this the, the general maintenance. Like if I'm prepared to die for my family, I mean that's a that's a given. <laughs> that's a given. That's a that given. means that all the assets that I have to maintain them. I need to be prepared to always be on top of like my security cameras. I'm always on top of them. I'm always checking my CCTV feed, seeing what's going on. I'm like Scarface in this bitch. Always. <laughs> always checking hey, that. What's Scarface. going on? Hey, for real. My guns. I'm making sure they're clean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm staging them. You know, <laughs> come around here if you want to. That's how I'm looking at my life on a mission. My life on a mission, my assets. That's just small pieces of that life. And then again, if I'm look, if I'm gonna take that that seriously, then my career, the way I get my bread and butter, why should I not take that as seriously as well? You know, again, your your skills, that's your ultimate asset. Your brain, come on, the things that you know, in this information age, ultimate asset. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna be protecting my brain and the brain trust <laughs> by documenting the things <laughs> for my children to go ahead and move forward with. But uh, Fonz, uh, we can wrap them up, brother. I think we kind of killed this one, man. Um, well, yeah. give them some closing notes, man. Words of wisdom to part them with, man. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, take a seat back. And sometimes, you know, in life, life, you just have to ask yourself, what do I value and do I treat it as such? So, I mean, if you can answer that, you know, objectively and honestly and be grat- grat- grateful for the things that you do have, I mean, you're going to be just fine. So... Um, I'm going to plug everybody into my social media. My social media is on Instagram, Fonz underscore on a mission 27. On Twitter, it's on a mission underscore 27. And you can always reach out. Uh, feel free to email us, email us on the inbox at loampod.com. Steph, what about you, bro? Appreciate it, bro. Y'all go ahead and get at us definitely in that inbox. 
we're definitely fielding all questions and any feedbacks. And as far as my Twitter handle, at GED Success Story, we're teaching you how to go ahead and handle that if you need to handle that. And as far as Instagram, that's at Mr. Bottles. And today we're popping weeded bourbon. <laughs> real classy, real classy behind the bar yeah. shelf type stuff, you know. Yeah. So, um, I'm not going to get it until I'm out, man, you know, kicking it on uh, traveling this week. So we'll see what happens out there. Yeah, it'll be some weeded bourbon and some other things happening for this uh, the single uh, eligible <laughs> bachelor right here. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> you know how we do it, man. Just going to kick it for a little bit. But yeah, it should be good, man. But, um, that being said, we're going we gonna to wrap this episode up and we'll, we'll uh, catch everybody on the next episode. So, peace. All right, y'all be easy. Mm-hmm. Thank you for tuning in to Life on a Mission podcast brought to you by Anchor by Spotify. Anchor was recently acquired by Spotify. Great acquisition, if you ask me. The tool set is allowing us to distribute our podcast all throughout the internet, essentially. And you can do the same. Now, with that said, if you need any advice about any of the context of the conversation that we had today, you can reach us at info at L-O-A-M-P-O-D dot com. And additionally, on Twitter at LomePod, as well as Instagram at LomePod. Looking forward to hearing from you.